0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> for you and welcome to the down and front podcast the official podcast of down and front podcast.com i'm your host warren what's up guys how's it going Yo, oh, 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 oh. beautiful that was that was nice that had a little uh, like harmony in there that was beautiful i like that melody right. and harmony we all I, work in unity sorry good. that sounds like that sounds like a spider-man tune
1: yeah it sound, sound, i think it's sounds- lyrics to some really terrible 60s pop song
0: Mm, Spider pig, spider pig. Spider pig. We're excited. What we're going to be doing is just going to be us hanging out. Uh, We're going to be giving you a full review of Game Night, uh, literally one of the uh, newer movies that came out, uh, one of the hard-R movies uh, starring Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, and a bunch of amazing other casts. Uh, It's going to be Bluid. It's going to be Brylon, and myself. We're going to be hanging out, but before we get into the review, we're going to toss it over as we normally do and says, Brylon what you've been sipping on and uh, what you're watching
2: hello good evening uh right now what i'm sipping on is i just decided to keep it playing that's got a nice bottle of water next to me right now and uh what i've been watching is i watched the second half of season one of the tick on amazon prime uh the first half of the season i really enjoyed it i thought they had some really cool quirky Uh, elements that make the tick the tick, but also they added this really nice dark undertones. Um, As far as the second half, I felt like they lost some of their steps along the way. Like it Uh. didn't really feel like they explored like the more psychological things they were setting up in the first half. Like how author thought author thought uh, the tick was a figment of his imagination for a point in time. thought they could play around with that a little bit more. Uh, But Overkill continues to be like the best character in this show, Uh, especially since he uh, he hires Ubers just like anybody else. (laughs) When the Uber comes up to him, he goes Alejandro, and then he just gets in the car.
0: It's just perfect. (laughs) That's Uh, all. I haven't had a chance to like watch it. I really, really want to watch that. You want to watch it? Yeah.
2: yeah, and uh, also there's this talking dog in it that I thought was fantastic as well. And him and Overkill have some great moments. Uh, so it's watchable, uh, kind of a little let down, but I'm still going to be uh, looking out for the next
0: season of it. Still well made. And that dropped within the last week on Amazon Prime, right?
2: Yeah, it was last week on, like two weeks ago on Amazon Prime.
0: Cool. Well, that is a thick and uh, mouth of the South, Bryland. Always uh, great to have you and always great to see your face. Thank you. Hopefully, soon. Uh, I'm going to toss it over to Mike the Shredder. How's it going? Looking mighty fit. How's it going, man?
1: Yeah, I did a push up a couple days ago. It was uh, arduous. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's going pretty good. Uh, I am like Bryland, drinking from the same nectar plant, um, just drinking some water. It's great, eh? Um, I have been watching some stuff. Uh, I finally started End of the Freaking World, uh, which has been solid. I'm censoring it for all the, the children that listen to our
0: oh, oh, fucking, okay, fucking.
1: okay, but, uh, it, yeah. it's a fucking
0: <laughs> but, uh,
1: but yeah, um, that and I was recommended watching this movie called The Ritual, it's a Netflix horror film that I was a big fan of it was a good recommendation uh it wasn't it was scary but not like cheap but not like overly heady at the same time like it was a good mixture I liked it so it was like a nice Sam Adams right yeah just wasn't the greatest thing in the world but I fully enjoyed it and would go back for more
0: so like a Sam Adams Exactly. Well, as always, thank you, uh, Shredder, for having you. Um, hopefully we I can see uh, more of your music and shows uh, in person, so I'm excited about that. And I'm Warren. I will be your host this evening. I am currently sipping on some block, uh, Trader Joe's wine, box wine. Nothing fancy, but all too fancy, if you know what I mean. And what I've been uh, binging, literally, I have not been able to leave my room. I haven't been social. I haven't gone anywhere. I have declined so many social outings because i cannot stop watching the crown this show has taken over my life i'm very glad that i just finished season two (laughs) today uh i started (laughs) yeah i uh started this i started the crown i want to say last friday and i'm done i also watched the uh the frank franklin no the frankenstein chronicles in that time span um and I also seen Black Panther again. That's all. Yeah. And I saw Annihilation in that time frame, too. As I did a lot. I did, I did a lot. But mainly was The Crown. That show is quite phenomenal. Um, I like the fact that I do compare Gary Oldman to John Lithgow. And it's very interesting to see both of them play Winston Churchill. I think that was a pretty interesting sort of way of doing it. One, like Gary Oldman did a bunch more makeup. John Lithgow literally didn't do any makeup, but... He, somehow he looked like him a little bit it is all um, right. yeah yeah um, but I mean I would say I would definitely recommend the shows on Netflix it, it is the, there's a reason why I binged it it's just so good Claire Foy who stars as like the Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth was absolutely amazing in the show hands down I really hope she gets a bunch of awards, and I really hope more and more people watch the show because it's just so good, even from like all the other side characters and main characters that kind of come and go. And she's just like the rock that's still standing there and just dealing with all this shit around her. Um, It's just such a great and like inspiring show to see, especially what we've seen from the Oscars, right? We're now seeing more and more, at least we will need to see more and more of these women um, like starring as like the center focal point, or at least have a little more like kind of equal sort of um, uh, showing from them. So it's definitely awesome. And the show is amazing. So definitely go check out the, the crown season two. And I believe they're talking about season three is going to drop some point. They and they haven't yeah. even did the release date, but it's going to be 10 years. So they actually recasting everybody right now.
2: Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer because these, these actors have been fantastic. And like, how do you replace that level of, I mean, of excellence that they brought to it? Like yeah. uh, I know Claire Foy's been nominated for a lot of things. John Lithgow got nominated for a lot of things, but one person that hasn't gotten nominated much for that show, who I think deserves it a lot, is Matt Smith.
0: Yes, As he's so good, and he, he is You, so you just want to hate his guts, and it's so. Yeah, you hate him
2: one moment, that. and then you appreciate why he's being such an yeah. asshole.
0: The part, uh, like I think, um, one of the the moments of it, and we'll move on, is when he had to go to the school. He talks about putting his son in the particular school you figure out more of his backstory and they just kinda they touch on his backstory, I think maybe two episodes and not even the full episodes. And it's such an ins it's so good to see that because you're literally supposed to hate this character. You're supposed to hate this guy as you watch the show. And then they drop these things and they're like, hold on, wait, he's not actually not. And then the last episode comes and it just some some stuff happens. You're like, holy shit! Yeah. I now I I can't hate this guy. Like, ah, it's it's very yeah. good, and I definitely suggest it.
2: I would say if you want to just like a taste of why this show is awesome, I'll recommend one episode to watch, which is the gentleman's boat tour. Forget the title of it. Oh, but that is such a very good, just like overall arc in one episode.
0: That was a great episode, and I'm glad they did. Um, I'm glad they did show, like, episodes kind of like that because they kind of – you relive a little bit off of the focus of the main character, which is only the queen, right? There's other people that are not equally as important, but, like, definitely important, especially the fact that they are kept talking about, you know, the 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 king that gave up the crown, you know, her uncle, and that guy and his entire relationship is just so vastly important and so vastly entertaining for me, so – that's The Crown on Netflix. Please, please go check it out. And if you do check it out, I'm sorry, because you're probably going to be out of commission for like two weeks. So I apologize for right now. But when you watch it, tweet us and howl is your boy. Yep. So that's what I've been watching. Uh, I'm super excited to talk about this movie. It's called Game Night. It stars Jason Bateman. It stars... Uh, Rachel McAdams, Jesse fucking Plemons, uh, literally amazing people. Um, I would say if you haven't seen the movie, I would pause right now. We will be spoiling it. So we got to take a quick break, come back for a full episode and our full spoiler filled review of Game Night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brylin. my name is warren we are here to review the full spoiler filled section of game night sorry jason bateman a bunch of amazing people from the imdb it says a group of friends who meet regularly for game night find themselves trying to solve a murder mystery Ooh, Ooh spooky written by mark perez director is by john francis daly um there's actually two directing credits on here too Jonathan Goldstein is the other person. Yeah. Intriguing. Oh. So They're I'm excited. I'm...
2: Homecoming. One more time. They both wrote Spider-Man
0: Homecoming. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. I did not know that. I could see that. i And also Horrible Bosses, who also starred. Chris yeah, that one Baker. makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> and Vacation. And <laughs> Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. No way. <laughs> yeah. They're a good writing group. I know. I'm looking at his his work. That's awesome. So I'm excited to talk about this movie. I'm going to toss it over to uh How It's Boy. Some ch- chat with me about game night.
1: Yeah, cool. Uh, quick couple overall thoughts. Um, one thing I'd love to applaud this movie for is like the art direction it took. Um, the like micro drone footage they had was awesome. And like, you don't think a like dumb comedy would have a distinctive art style, but this totally did. Every time they needed to zoom out, it the entire environment looked fake um, until they zoomed back in, and you could see that it looked like you were seeing a game board that you were moving pieces around rather than like a set. Um, they also did a bunch of like terrible mid two thousands type graphics. Uh, the color color grading was really weird on this. It was like At least the daylight scenes were super yellow, and that gave like a very weird uh, vibe to it. Uh, The best thing that I can compare it to, if anyone remembers uh, that television show CSI, um, it was pretty big back in the day. Um, They did this one run called The Miniature Killer, where this guy would leave like a miniature of a crime scene for them and taunt them and that super reminded me of it uh and in fact it further drove it home when the end credit scene which was freaking brilliant um th- like they actually had miniatures created of like the scenes and like the, the <laughs> plan for not todd to like be able to to win back his friends um that model
2: of Jason Bateman and the single tear coming out of its eyes. Yeah. It's hilarious.
1: It was amazing. Um, I just put that together. That that means he lives through getting shot. Cause he had the he was in the end set credit scene. Just just yeah. put that together. This is a revelation right now. Um <laughs> so so yeah, it was like uh overall you don't expect this from a stupid comedy, but they had this really cool distinctive art style. Which like I would love it if more movies did this. I think we're gonna talk about more during the plot, but I think this movie did a great job of marveling it and just taking another genre and latching it on to the com- You know, the main genre. You have like the main thesis of it, and then we're gonna supplement it with this other completely random one, um, and it really shone through.
0: So let me start off by saying that I know that when they opened the movie, the music, they, they had like a strange sort of video game-esque um, sort of score, or at least kind of a couple of those songs that he was necessarily using. And you see this when the movie, like literally when it think it's like a black screen, that's like the first thing you hear. And it's like a... Um, I think I kind of got like a, I don't think it was like a Pac-Man or just like a video game because the movie opens up and they're playing like charades and stuff like that. But then after that, like near the end of the movie, it kind of comes back. And then also during, I think it was like near the, like sometime in the beginning of the uh, middle of the movie, was like that big chase in the mansion. It was also having like some small kind of hints of that too. Um, I thought that was fun, especially like much more like we were talking about. Of uh, This is a movie that's just a comedy, a R-rated comedy that they are having fun with and. Uh, for the fact that they had a, a nice focus on the music, uh, the composer is called his name is Cliff Martinez. And I just take a look at he did a bunch of work, a lot of different places. Um, uh, some of the ones here is like the Drive soundtrack, which I think people probably enjoy a lot. He actually did some work on that, so I was super super pumped about that and how the music really kind of tied not only from the characters but really kind of tied into the comedy. Brylan. Yeah,
2: um, I thought it was really cool how uh casual this movie was. That everything seemed very laid back and easy and it's uh and everything just like flowed really well. It was like actually put together really uh smoothly. So everything kind of just like made sense as it went along, even though it was very like you've seen it before and everything. But it's uh but it was still it's cool to see like a group of actors get together and they're in like a fun story with fun events and they just have, you can definitely tell they're just having fun with one another as well. Uh, making this movie and being these characters. Uh, and it uh, it's something where the comedy definitely is like one of the shining points of this movie is that the comedy is kind of like a nice mix of like adorable and cutesy versus gross out gore as well. And I think uh, one of the, like perfect moments that actually explains that is when Rachel McAdams shoots Jason Bateman, uh, and she's trying to take the bullet out of his arm, and they're all just going back and forth, going, bleh, bleh. <laughs> and yeah, like, and like you see all this blood and stuff, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty. It's got like that right amount of gross, but also at the same time, it's like, oh yeah, that's pretty funny and stuff so it's good that the, constantly throughout the movie they have these moments that actually uh, just blend that really well together so that was, that's really what I thought was a really good part of the film
0: I just love that part also going off of that point Brylin of they didn't like oh I want to do this like the, the bit that she does with the fact that hey I can't touch my phone so I'm just going to use my nose to scroll up on the <laughs> yeah. iPhone to keep like to look at the, the instructions on how to sew up your wound. Um, and she's like, Oh, what's this? What's this? Oh, I think it's a bullet. I think it's the bullet. Oh no, that's bone. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that absolutely killed me. And the fact that they use wine to try to disinfect a wound. I was, I was absolutely done at that point. Nice pivot. Um, I, I love that. <laughs> love that. part.
1: I would say my favorite comedic choice was, um, the dumb blonde friend Like I, And I will say this He had no redeeming smart moment Which was great Too often you see these idiots have like The one savant moment where they're like Oh yeah and I can do this uh, He didn't, the entire film he was dumb And it was great He was just so stupid And aloof the entire time Yeah,
2: even when he got something right, it turns out really stupid as well. Like with the Faberge egg.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So good. (laughs) And like the fact that you know, uh, what was it? The like, I think I'm falling for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm kidding. Are you kidding? What do you want me to say? Like, (laughs) that's that's perfect. There was no, there was. He never got over that hump, which I thought was unbelievably funny. Um, and then, of course, I think Brylon's favorite favorite part of that, oh,
2: yeah.
1: dude Jesse,
2: <laughs> love Jesse Jesse, Jesse, Plemons. Plemons. Jesse Plemons knocked it out of the park. He, oh my gosh, I my mean, gosh, um, this is like an amazing. This could be like a turning like at role for him, and just like people want him for like a lot more things because he has this deadpan delivery that is just creep, like a nice mix of creepy and just like sad at the same time. He's just a sad guy. <laughs> and it's, uh, and he's, he's that guy. He's that he's like become the easy the epitome of what you expect that guy. That's like your neighbor or something where, uh, he looks at what you're doing and sees that you have a party. He's like, "Oh, cool party!" And you know, you're like, you don't want him anywhere near your house.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> a police officer who like but, always wears his like uniform. It's like yeah. he's he's still he's still wearing it. Why is he always there? <laughs> um, I, I know I don't, I don't think you've seen the episode just yet, Bryland. But uh, when you get a moment, uh, Jesse Plyman stars in a Black Mirror episode. I heard um, yeah. so yeah. this character is. Very much close to that character, just a little bit, like not quite, but he does a lot of things that made that character so um like prominent, and it made it so that that episode so good. So it was refreshing because I didn't know he was in this movie. So already, because I didn't see him, I was like, "This is weird." I like this choice, and then the slow like the shtick, and that just kept going and kept going until like, the crescendo of it. It was just uh, so, every time that he was on screen, I yeah, was like, "He stole the just- movie."
2: And then Gary's like the typical guy in this type of movie that you expect to be like the bad guy or be a creepy person. And even though he comes off creepy, he's not. He's actually a really good guy that's just had his heart broken, which is the amazing thing about it. And, I mean, just just how he spends he's, everything he's on him, even though he's in the middle of... This whole crime thing happening at the same time. So good. Is brilliant as well. And just being able to see the map that he laid out of how he actually created that was awesome.
0: Uh I would have to disagree with you for a little, Braylon. He did have that shrine in his room. To
1: his ex-wife. I mean, that's hard no, no Man's Perfect, but that was a little bit weird.
0: That's a
2: little
1: I mean, that's a it little It might more.
2: be it might be just the phase. And he all he, needs he is didn't. He to didn't play go games
1: with. He didn't go full heel though, which I think everyone was expecting that. Oh, yeah. and Warren, I'll say this: like, so- what was
2: more creepy, like him having a picture of them on game night, <laughs> or the shrine to his ex
0: wife? Oh, damn, that's a good. That's a good call out.
2: Because that picture was fucking hilarious. Like they would think of that. Like he took a picture of their game night and framed
1: it on their wall.
0: Yeah, well, definitely uh, the guess, friends thing. I guess has been like well, I think it was the wedding thing because that was like oh, a year or some change. That was a long time for him to still have that.
1: I could see that he was he still wore the ring, but well, that, like that, okay, wearing the
2: ring is different. It, he wasn't taking it well. We know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The game, the, the friends at game night though is very creepy. Oh, uh, you don't have pictures of your friends? Yeah, that was bizarre. Some of your best moments. <laughs>
1: I will say this: I, a very I warned it, pattern. and I didn't know that he was in this movie. Even so much as when Brylon was yeah, posting yeah. those like screenshots of him in the movie, I was like, "Oh, this is some arbitrary other role." I didn't know that I, <laughs> I'd seen the trailers, and I still didn't know that character existed, and I was pleasantly surprised.
0: So good, oh, man! And like I know uh, Brylon, he called it out, but we talked about the kind of comedic moments of I never. I don't think I've seen. Maybe like one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but I don't know if I've seen such a better sort of in credit sequence of how he set this up because you can follow the red thread for seeing his video footage of him, how he's going to jump over the car and like perfectly sliding on yeah. the car to oh like not every- so perfectly. Yeah, not so perfect. Yeah, right? he He's practicing, but it's like the those sort of things. And I think it also ties into the point where Mike had talked about it earlier. They didn't need to put that in this movie. I mean, I felt like yeah. this, watching this movie a little bit was like, okay, this is like a scary movie, right? But not quite detailed of a scary movie. But then you start seeing some of the technical elements that they put in it: the music, the the lighting, the sets, and the the fact that they like literally gave you all this all this because. Thought it would be kind of funny i mean I, I like i definitely commend them for it it makes it such a, a more enjoyable movie because one of the most boring scenes of the movie right i don't want to sit there half the time and see a bunch of names being like scrolled up so they they at least change that up a little bit i thought that was pretty cool so
1: marvel does that like on every one of their films and they have like they basically have a cut out of part of the movie and then zoom around it like they did it in black panther uh, they always
2: have like some type of motif, like if the movie was a comic book,
1: right, right. So and they, they have a splash page essentially. And so it's funny cause like they made a couple of references to the MCU in the film and then also had the, the MCU type, um, reveal. No, not the reveal. They had like the MCU end credits. That's we were literally just talking about, and my brain just shut off. I also like to say that they they kind of married the comedy with suspense and a thriller, and I, I want to talk about that for just one second. That I think much like we saw with, and this is a crazy comparison, uh, but go with me for a second. Much like we saw with Get Out, if you there's a lot of similarities in between like setting up a joke versus setting up something to keep you on the edge of your your seat. And so I think that this movie and we could talk about the plot in a second um and how that went back and forth. Um, but this movie did a great job of basically having you never believe what was real and what wasn't. And so for that the jokes kinda hit harder for me because I didn't know if the next thing was gonna be something serious or it was going to be funny, and then so once something goofy happened, it it there was a bigger setup on that, and that's a very marvelly thing where they they really bring up uh, a secondary genre in their films to kind of cut the the fat away from, let's say, a, a super standard superhero movie. You know?
2: Um, yeah. Yeah. What's also really cool is like how even the smallest role in this movie had some substantial, had at least one substantial moment. Like they're talking to the doctor at the beginning and she's just given like a regular prognosis until she says, I'm a doctor that wants to treat the whole body. And then starts going into his brother and just asking more about his brother and like when she should go over to meet him. And just eventually, he accidentally just hooks up his doctor with his brother. So good. It's It's just like a very clever scene. Or that scene with – Well, Bateman's – her name? Uh, With – is it Cindy Peretti? Uh,
1: Chelsea Peretti. Peretti? Chelsea.
2: Chelsea Peretti, where she's like the – Where she's the – Murder, Uh, she wrote. Yeah. Murder, she wrote. Yeah.
1: Like either owner or secretary. And she's just
2: like got a bullet hole in her head and just sleeping and shit. It's hilarious. And
0: and, and I love that, that moment right there, especially with the Chelsea Peretti character of chelsea pretty peel maybe who knows Anyways, um she's sitting there you don't quite like i didn't quite know if she was really dead like the actors like that like the performers didn't or not and that's like a oh oh we're getting to this kind of mo- oh that's even better because now it's like a, oh they, they kind of like pulled it off and i was like that's that's pretty cool and, and i love that because you like at one point and i know we're going to talk about the plot but I had no idea where this movie was going, but yeah, I was along yeah. for the ride, and it was awesome. I will
1: say this: I think they did a uh, another like kind of spotlight on the comedy. They did a perfect job of, uh, well, this is kind of plot related too, but um, weaving in A, B, C, and D plots together. And I think their casting was great. Like Bateman's deadpan still has not worn its welcome uh for me like i still find that funny arrested development came out a decade plus 15 years ago and it's still michael is just awesome michael bluth is amazing um and he plays it in every freaking role but like it's fine it still works um i think that the the two the b and the c plot um you know uh the Uh, both, like, other couples were cast brilliantly and had very funny, their own, like, storylines. They had their own unique jokes and storylines that they could also weave into the A-plot to, you know, to... Winston
2: from New Girl is always awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, that. it's just, it's amazing to watch that detailed writing where you can weave so many things together and still find them very funny. Yeah.
0: I love the, like... I know we'll we're gonna talk about the casting but the one thing that and like besides the fact that him like the winston role i I can't remember his name in the movie but the fact that he was bringing up and doing like the denzel yeah i was just gonna say that yeah yeah okay he did the denzel before we get the whole thing of his girlfriend like had sex with denzel when they were broken up and that was this huge thing they were kind of freaking out and then the hilarious thing was this it was a guy who looked like denzel washington i was just like just dying like are you serious (laughs) The nose Uh, gives it it away.
1: The nose. Gotta look for the nose.
0: Uh, Did he say he was was Denzel? Well, I mean, he was Denzel.
1: He didn't say it, but you know. For a moment,
2: I thought it was like they used like de-aging effects on Denzel and had him at that gas station. I was like, because I just like kind of like had to squint a little bit more because I was like... Wait a minute. Oh,
1: this money, this money, this money, a movie did not have enough money for Denzel. Like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> this movie <laughs> so got, way, probably cost $40 to make.
2: Getting someone close to Denzel and then playing with that as a joke, it was like, it's just very clever.
0: But I love that, you know, and again, I love the fact that you brought this up because we talk about these moments that build like a suspense or a comedy, right? That was a really tough moment because that's a real moment of oh she had sex with him she had sex with another uh, man that that broke the relationship up and that was tough in this comedy role right and that's what he's freaking out he's freaking out he's freaking out and then finally they reveal that reveal is another comedic moment of oh that's not even Denzel Washington and then <laughs> yeah. everybody else is gonna like enjoy that the laughter with that that was pretty cool I'm um, going off of that deadpan I really enjoy because the only thing I've seen Jason Bateman in before this. Was the Ozark, and mm. he has a very much deadpan in that, but drastically serious. And so I love the fact that you don't know where he's coming from. And um, I think that's just another way, just a testament to his acting ability. Yep. So let's talk about plot. Mm.
1: <clears throat> All right, we can do that. Do you want to start? Yes. yes. Sweet, Uh, I thought it was awesome how they just kept you guessing the whole time. Like, I can't go under or overstated the fact that at no point could you actually pin down where this movie. Every single plot twist they introduced made you rethink how it was gonna go. Like from the start, you know, you you knew. I I'd seen a trailer, so I knew that like it was, you know, stuff was gonna go slightly wrong. But every single time, they're like, oh, we got this. We know what's happening. I was like, okay, I wonder how they're going to like f- make this funny now. And then it would pivot and completely change to something completely random. Um, yeah. I was convinced that not Todd was going to be the weirdo in the end, especially when he revealed his whole master plan. And then yeah. it turns out... There's another player. Like, he, they even said it. They're like, oh, cool. Some random thugs show up for a random guest appearance in a third act. Who, by the way, let's get into this right now, Broland I loved Michael C. Hall in this, that role. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll be. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I thought the whole, like, plane shootout thing was kind of dumb in, like, a weird resolution. It, w- it was, like, a weird spot. They had some good jokes. It, it was
2: very, like – I mean, it was very, like, a paint-by-numbers, like – thriller ending I would say yeah that, that you would expect a comedy is kind of like pirating that type of genre in a bit
0: I do not and, I would not call that guy getting chopped up in the plane blade that was as. just
1: funny well that was that, <laughs> was that was that was Raiders Raiders of the Lost <laughs> Ark on that this one found, I mean I found
0: with this movie the comedy
2: was so good that the plot was kind of just very secondary for me mm-hmm. in terms of like attention. I was like, yeah, they're moving from that set piece to set piece. And it's like, oh, crazy funny moment, crazy funny moment. And I was enjoying that ride that I didn't really get, care about what was going on, actually.
1: I thought the plot added to the, the comedy. Right? I I don't, if but this the movie... plot, I
2: mean, there were some neat twists in it and stuff, like having his brother be an absolute criminal was great. Yeah. And that not would... just be like the big shot, big brother or anything. Um, the whole thing with like the Corvette Stingray was fantastic.
1: It going oh, under the plane is. was freaking yeah, amazing. I mean. You missed. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> uh, I like the, um, like, but I, I, think, I the, think, uh, I mean, I think the rich people are crazy thing. That's brilliant. So good. That, oh, amazing well, that was amazing. That was a long the payoff. Fight, the,
1: like yeah. he's kept on saying it in the first couple of minutes of the movie. And then and it's then like there's
2: fight clubs and an
1: hour <laughs> in you get the payoff on that joke. No, Brian, I was well, going to say, what did you think about Michael C. Hall?
2: Uh, I mean, he was there for like 30 seconds and he wasn't really that good. And I was, I mean, I, I watched some Dexter, so I wasn't, I actually had to look at the credits to see who that was. So it didn't really matter to me that he was there.
0: Raj he is not a lumberjack like anymore.
2: A, he just came up, he came over as as like a standard like bad guy you would get in like a like a James Bond like adventure movie. So yeah.
1: Like, that yeah. That's what
2: it felt like was like that just evil supervillain out of nowhere. And so that's where kind of like I kind of like felt underwhelmed by like the the whole Bulgarian and revealing the Bulgarian and then uh I thought the the stuff with the rich guy was just much better.
1: Yeah. There's the one. casting, I There's think, it was on point, but I I agree with you on that that aspect. I, I would say the casting was awesome. Uh, Michael yeah. C. Hall can play that character very well. There was just almost no material, and like you said, it was a it was like a paint by numbers like thriller ending. Yeah.
0: Well, are, do you think that they did that casting on purpose to put him knowing that his character was from Dexter, and that's like a kind of like an inside joke?
2: I think it goes along with like the Who Done mystery game type of thing because I think mm. that was an appeal to Dexter. I mm. never, I watched a couple episodes. I think
0: I've never seen it, and I've literally never heard him talk. So I think it's kind of funny because I, <clears throat> I saw this movie, and this was the first time I actually heard him speak. Uh, and then I see him; he pops up in the Crown, <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah. What? This is the Michael C. Hall show. Okay. Like, all right. I guess I have to go watch Dexter. So I think it's kind of funny that he pops up into things that I literally haven't seen him since uh, like years ago. Um, but I thought it was kind of funny. I was just hoping that we'll have like like more because they, they kept doing it more. They kept doing it more. Uh, but going back to that part of this movie's like plot and comedic um, sort of cohesion really felt like more like uh, the hangover. I remember the first hangover when right when the story starts a little to slow down, something crazy will just change and kind of happen. And then right when you have like not even a lull, right, right before you get to that lull, something change happened. That's when we get like those twists in the story that always kind of keep you engaged and always kind of keep you there. Um, and you, you can see that, oh, everything's going to work out just as fine as it normally does when they break in Well, they go into Todd's, uh, not Todd's, Gary's house. And then the whole blood from the sleeve goes and that drips down and gets on the dog. And then that gets all on the wedding thing. And it's like, come on. Like at that point, that's just that that's a plot point because they literally had to go there and he's doing some reconnaissance and that like literally physical comedic kind of element of this the like, blood splattering everywhere is just ridiculous. And the fact that everything was white in that room, I think that was like
1: Oh that was yeah, smart. that was that was well done. Just or yeah, you know, <sighs> we're just
2: finding his password is Debbie. It's just like the dumbest password, but it's it makes perfect
0: sense. The the fact that he's like trying to wipe wipe the dog. You you all have called that, right? You get like, ooh, that's something important. It was, he's like scrubbing
1: it. Really? No, not the Debbie t-shirt, but him wiping the dog. That little section was in the trailer. The Debbie t-shirt reveal was freaking amazing. So- like he was just like, nah, well, I'm done with this. Like <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love how he's like, fuck this. <laughs> oh, it's my turn? Oh, it looks like I lost. Let's go. <laughs> so good. So we're excited. We're pumped. Uh, I want to talk about, you know, a bit of the like lasting impressions. Would you recommend this movie to people? Uh, I'll toss it over to the mouse of the South, South Bryland, and say, hey, what's some lasting impressions about Game Night?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I would say definitely go see this movie. It's a lot of fun. If you're ever just looking for just have uh so just a movie that's not going to be super serious or think about a lot I mean it's a really fun movie and it's a really fun ride as well and it is a it is one of those it's I don't know if it's like a groundbreaking comedy but they definitely add some stuff that's a little extra to it uh that makes it very unique on its own so yeah I'd definitely watch it again
0: yeah I would call this as as a palate cleanser of a movie of a film that's all the other stuff especially awards season like literally this time of when movies are released you remember this at least until uh, Deadpool came out but any movie that's being released between January and February was a, a time to die really yeah. so really nobody was putting out any good movies at that time for a very very long time Deadpool broke it Get Out broke it like I get it um but that was it's awesome that this kind of movie that can come and it's like a stereotypical uh, R-rated fil- R-rated comedy, ha 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 ha. But then they still at least put a lot of work into making this movie like intellectually funny. Um, I really like the fact that it kind of you can turn your brain off a little bit and still kind of think of those ways because the first joke they set up they pay off at the end of the movie, and I think that's like a very long-lasting joke uh, with the doctor. Uh, so I think that was very funny. Um, even the other joke that they are talking about, you know, uh, how they proposed and how she told him mm. that there's a button in the oven. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, come on. That's really funny. They were,
1: they uh, were a cute. They were a cute couple. Honestly, oh, they yeah. weren't like, they weren't an annoying faux romantic dramedy type thing. Yeah. Uh, I, think McAdams, so. right? yeah. I think it was very natural.
0: Right. I think it was very natural. And I would definitely say, get, def- like definitely go watch this movie. I know there's a lot of good cinema that's potentially could be coming up, but if you want like, a uh, like uh, an adult dark humor movie that you probably don't really get nowadays uh, in the theater. I think it'd be pretty cool to go watch a movie. Blew it.
1: Yeah, uh, I think you said it best. I didn't even think about it, but yeah, it's a palate cleanser. Um, you know, after award season type movies, Black Panther. Um, definitely not like you know. It's definitely a little serious. Um, the next couple films. Lighter than come-
0: and a little lighter than Annihilation. A little lighter, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely way lighter than, but, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, going in and watching Annihilation for two-plus hours and then just, like, having that craziness unfurl and then going in and just watching, like, a comedy that was also well done. Like, it wasn't, like, a stupid comedy. You know, yeah. you could turn your brain off a little, but, like, you shouldn't because there was a lot more there to enjoy than just your standard, like, I don't know, like, Judd Apatow film.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, which no, are no, like their like own in the right. But period, like,
2: there's more stuff to pick up on.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just because you know
2: the layout of everything now.
0: Right. It also had a solid message, and I like the fact, much like you talked about this blew Never It too, saw. that the characters were normal people. Like his brother is still a piece of shit because he sold yeah. out people's names on that list and made a lot of money in the end. So like that didn't change, you know. The blonde, you know, dumb guy didn't change. Like a lot of these things didn't change. They're still going to be competitive, and that was one of the things of, you know, the Bateman and the Adams character. They were super, super competitive. Like, they're still going to be like those people. So that's nice because, you know, I think there was also a, a testament to say, feel free to, uh, don't be upset of being yourself. He, w- he almost cool. didn't even
2: have. I a like cap- how they were just talking about their, uh, their how their child is going to be better than everybody else's. So good.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And, <laughs> well, and a, guy, a guy just died. The other one you just knocked out with a extinguisher. And I love the fact that you have the uh, the Chandler's character goes, oh, I was joking all the time. Hey, get up. Nah, fuck with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. That's definitely a, a move to the audience. That was great.
1: I'll say this. It's interesting. Yeah, well, now that I think about it, none of them really change except for, like, Bateman. But even he kind of just does, like, a 360 throughout the movie where he's like oh yeah we want to have kids i'm freaking out and don't want to have kids yeah i'm i'm fine with us having kids this is awesome
0: yeah so, but he
2: also like built that confidence over his brother yeah right like his, right which was the goal of his character anyway. right yeah exactly
0: which he says that you you i i taught you a lesson fuck out of here no you didn't you're just a terrible <laughs> human being and with that we will conclude our review of Game Night, and we are the Down in Front Podcast, the official podcast of com. Brylin, where can we find more of your work?
2: You can find me just waiting patiently by the mailbox at Twitter, at Brylin, B-R-I-L-U-N-D. Uh, just wanting you to reply to me, that's all. See what's up.
0: <laughs> so creepy, bro.
2: You can also find me on Instagram doing many mini movie reviews. I just posted one of Red Sparrow, so definitely go check it out. Uh, and when I'm not in California, I am the host of the Gamescast twitch.tv slash Down and Front Podcast. Tune in. Warren cannot stop playing Monster Hunter. It is his life now.
0: He's going to go s- broke. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to broadcast, but it's I play like for eight hours. It's just too. It's just too much. I just try not to do that. Hopefully People we can make
1: do. a living doing that. <laughs> yeah,
0: not, not a monster hunter. I need some sleep. Uh, Blue It, the Shredder, Michael. Where can you find where you
1: work? You can check us out on most major platforms at Mayanus Music or Mayanus Band. Uh, nothing, nothing really too new there. Uh, we've been super lazy as it goes. Um, you can also write emails to me at uh, jesse's <laughs> Um, again, that's Jesse's bloody lady shrine. Uh, it's not too weird. Not too weird at all.
0: Dot com. Not too weird. Not too weird at all. Dot com. And with that, we are the Down and Front podcast. You can find a lot of our work, so definitely check out our website. That's where we're gonna have a, b- a bunch of links as well. Um, definitely huge shout out to Blew It here for putting on a crazy SoundCloud. I mean, I was playing some of the music from my mom and my friends in Jacksonville and my friends in Orlando and they are like freaking out about the Black Panther theme of the 808 beat it was absolutely, it was absolutely hilarious uh, so definitely go check that out check out our um, more of our work we would say for all of our patrons we want to thank you we're going to support you as much as possible we've been putting out all of our episodes early for you so definitely kind of keep an eye out for that and if you definitely want to become a patron, you can sign up and join our brand new Discord channel where we're going to be just hanging out, kind of chatting with us. We talk about, you know, next reviews, our award season and literally everything else that we really can't fit into the podcast. So definitely become a patron. Come help us out. Anything and everything is beautiful, just like an Arizona iced tea for the low, low price of the price on the can for 99 cent. Help us out. And that's also uh, one of the first tiers of being becoming a patron. So check that out. Patreon.com slash down in front podcast. We will see you soon. We love you. Check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, literally everywhere online. Um, search for a down in front podcast.com uh, for a down in front podcast. And we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.